Hebrews chapter 13 is where we're going to be at this morning. We're going to be in several places, and uh, but Hebrews chapter 13. Of course, this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and I've already made this statement when I preached a couple weeks ago, but I do not believe Thanksgiving ought to just be, you know, one day out of the year. I mean, folks, let me tell you this. We ought to be living a life of Thanksgiving, and that's kind of along the lines we're going to be preaching about today. Uh, but uh, I'm going to kind of start off uh, talking about the opposite of being thankful. We're going to talk about unthankfulness, and then we're going to talk about uh, as far as uh, transitioning that from being unthankful to thankful. So Hebrews chapter 13, if you find your place, stand with me together as we read the scripture. Now this verse, this first verse I'm going to read isn't necessarily part of my text, but I just got to read it because I love it. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 all right, take a look at that. Notice what the Bible says. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Let me just say this, folks. This world changes. This world waxes and wanes. It's up and it's down. Let me tell you something that's never up and down. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? The same way He was when He created this thing 6,000 years ago is the same way He is today. Praise the Lord for that. Amen? I love that. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now look down at verse 12 through 15. The Bible says this, Wherefore Jesus also, that He might sanctify the people with His own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto Him without the camp, bearing His reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Now I echo that. Amen? I don't know how you all feel, but this world's not my home. I'm just a passing through. I'm looking for that, that city. We're, can, we're seeking for that. And I'm going to tell you folks, it's going to come one of these days. Praise the Lord. Now verse 15, this is our text verse this morning. Notice what it says. By Him... Who's Him? The same Jesus we've been talking about, amen? By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we love You. We're thankful, Lord, for all that You've done. Lord, I know You're here. I sense Your presence. You're with me this morning. I can tell it. Lord, You're with our people this morning. Thank You for that. And Holy Spirit of God, we ask that You would be active, Lord, in our midst today. Lord, there's all kinds of needs, heartaches, burdens in this room today. Lord, I don't have the human capacity to meet those needs, but You do. Lord, Your Word does. And I pray, God, I ask that You'd speak to us today through Your Word. I pray that You'd meet every need of the heart here present today. Lord, if there's someone here today that doesn't know You as Savior, I pray they'd accept You today before it's eternally too late. Those of us that are saved, Lord, I pray that you would help us uh, to take the biblical truths today and use them to make us better for you. And we'll love you and we'll thank and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So this idea of of being thankful, well, there's an opposite of being uh, thankful, and that is unthankfulness. And and so I'm going to start out maybe on the negative side of it, but I'll turn it positive real quick. Amen. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. By the way, let me say this, folks. Thankfulness is a Bible command. All right? It's a Bible command. Just like there's the Ten Commandments and and, uh, what the Bible teaches us there in Exodus chapter 20, and uh, those ten things that God Listen, folks, uh, by the way, there's more commands than just those ten, okay? But uh, it is a biblical command to be thankful. Listen to this verse, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything give thanks. Now, it doesn't say for everything. It says in everything. 
I'll be, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of things in life that happen to me that I'm not necessarily thankful for what happened, but in the process of that, in that, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now that word unthankful in the Bible, it's in two parts. It's the negative participle preceding the word thankful. So unthankfulness is the opposite of thankfulness. Thankfulness is an action. Unthankfulness is inaction. Thankfulness is the act of giving thanks. An unthankful spirit comes from the false belief that people owe to you whatever they do for you. Let me just say this, folks. We are living in the entitlement mentality of the day. Everything is owed. Everything is owed. Let me tell you something, folks, and we'll get to this in a minute. There's only one thing owed to us. All right? And you know what that is? That's an eternity burning in a lake of fire forever and ever. That's what we are owed, okay? So this this entitlement mentality, uh, by the way, that comes from an unthankful spirit. We believe because we're owed that, then we don't have to be thankful for that. So get this statement. Unthankfulness is not just the absence of thankfulness. It's the mistaken mindset that thankfulness is not necessary. Let me say that again. Unthankfulness is not just the absence of thankfulness. It's the mistaken mindset that thankfulness is not necessary. Let me tell you, folks, that is not a philosophy we as Christians ought to be living by. Amen? Listen, every Christian on a regular basis should be saying thank you. And by the way, you know what? If, if up to this point you, don't, you haven't practiced that or, or maybe uh, you haven't thought a whole lot about that, i got good news for you today, folks. Guess what? You can change today. Did you know that? By the way, we can change. We ought to be in the process of changing things in our life when God shows us things we're not doing that we ought to be doing. Amen? By the way, that's the point of church, right? Is to come in, hear truth. And by the way, I'll, I'll say this and I believe it's true. If you always walk out of those doors feeling comfortable, you're in the wrong church. Because let me tell you what truth does. Truth confronts our sin. Amen? And you know what I've learned through the years? I need my sin confronted because I'm a sinner. And I haven't always been what I ought to be. And I'm still not everything I ought to be. I want to be. I'm trying to be. But listen, folks, there's not one of us that should not allow the Word of God to show us things. And then for us as Christians, out of a heart of love for our Savior, make changes when God shows us things. So I got news for you. If maybe you're not a very thankful person, you can change that today. Amen? By the way, after this message, if you remain unthankful, you're going to do so on purpose. It's a choice you're going to make. So let's talk about this this morning. Amen? Um, Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. Uh, for sake of time, you don't have to turn there. But this is the story of where Jesus healed the ten lepers. And here's what the Bible says. And, and again, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to read a portion of it to you in Luke 17. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Isn't that interesting, by the way? We just taught on that a couple weeks ago on Thursday night about the good Samaritan. Who were the Samaritans? They were the ones that the Jews hated because they were part Jew, part Gentile. And if anybody you would think would not be thankful, it would be a Samaritan. But oh no, he was the one that gave thanks. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Isn't that a, isn't that a sad statement? Where are the nine? Where are all those that experienced the grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ? There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. 
And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now listen, folks, I believe all ten of those lepers were thankful they didn't have to live anymore in a leper colony. I believe all ten were thankful that they were able to go home to their family, thankful that uh, leprosy was gone, thankful to begin uh, so they could live a normal life again, but only one of the ten took the time to express thankfulness. And from this story, we can learn several biblical principles. We can learn this. True-hearted thankfulness is rare. Think about that. True-hearted thankfulness is rare. Only one out of ten gave thanks. Now, if that holds true today, that means only 10% of people take the time to put in the effort required to express their thankfulness. And by the way, folks, the world's going to do what the world's going to do, but that shouldn't be said of the church of Jesus Christ. How about this? True-hearted thankfulness will make you stand out in life. If you develop this discipline into your life, you'll separate yourself from the crowd. By the way, people appreciate hearing thank you. And if you're sincere and consistent in giving thanks, then you're building a good reputation and will be remembered and appreciated in return. How about this? True-hearted thankfulness only counts if it's expressed. Now, if all ten were thankful in their hearts that they were cleansed, then why did Jesus make such a big deal over the one who returned to express thanks? I'll tell you why. Because in the eyes of God, expressed thank, uh, unexpressed thankfulness is unthankfulness. Unexpressed thankfulness is unthankfulness. As a young person, young people, you may be saying, well, my mom knows I appreciate her, even if I don't always say it. My wife knows I love her, even though I don't always say it. Well, does she? Do they really know that? Listen, folks, anyone who does not hear regular expression of thankfulness and love at some point will begin to feel like they are being taken for granted. You know, the story we're teaching, uh, uh, it teaches us a, a major important truth. Again, all of us ought to get. And this is kind of the direction I'm going with the message this morning. If you feel thankful, express it. Amen? Amen? If you feel thankful, express it. Because unexpressed thankfulness is often perceived as unthankfulness. Now, there are dangers that come with unthankfulness. And in fact, I I read a quote this week and I thought it was good. What if you only had today what you thank God for yesterday? Think about that for a minute. What if you only had today what you thank God for yesterday? I mean, I don't know about you all. There are certain things I thank God for every day. When I get out of bed, the first thing in my mind I say to God is, God, thank you for allowing me to get out of bed this morning. Thank you, God, for allowing me to walk on your earth and breathe your air. And if I'm really tired, I'll say, Lord, thank you for allowing me to walk on your air and breathe your earth. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. (laughs) But no, listen, folks, uh, every single day, let's not take the things God blesses for for granted. Hey, did you sleep in a warm bed last night? Did you sleep in a dry house? It rained pretty hard last night. You know what? I really didn't even hear it. I didn't really even know. You know why? Because I was snuggled up in my warm bed next to my, my precious wife. You know what? What amazing things to be thankful for. Amen? And again, folks, it's not just one particular area. It ought to be every area of our lives. Amen. If you feel thankful, express it. Now, there's dangers of unthankfulness. And the Bible has a lot to say about it, by the way. First of all, I've already said it. I'm going to say it again. Unthankfulness is a S-I-N. Sin. Amen? Unthankfulness is a sin. 
First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Psalms 140, verse 13, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto Thy name, the upright shall dwell in Thy presence. Listen, folks, it's a command of God that His people ought to be given thanks. So by the way, you know what that means? If we disobey the command, guess what that's called? Sin. By the way, the most important person we ought to be giving thanks to is God Almighty. If we do not obey this simple, oft-repeated command, then I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. We'll start developing a spirit of ingratitude. And that's why we're part, part of the reason we're in the mess we're in, because people aren't thankful for anything. And again, folks, the world's going to do what it does, but shame on the church of Jesus Christ if that's our testimony. Unthankfulness is a sin. How about this? Unthankfulness is specifically a sin of the last days. Second Peter chapter I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. By the way, guess what? We're living in them days. Not just the last days. We're living in the last of the last days. Amen. By the way, I'm never going to stop preaching it. I'm never going to apologize for talking about it all the time. But Jesus Christ is coming soon. Amen. And you know what? As Christians, we better keep that in the fourth thought of our mind. I hope you thought about it this week. I hope you thought about it today. Because I'm going to tell you, folks, He's coming, and we better be ready for it. But we're living in the last days, and the reason we know that, because everything the Bible says is going to come to pass, is happening before our very eyes. Here's what the Bible says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Wow. Imagine that being number one on the list. Not hard for us to understand, right? Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Isn't this interesting, young people? Disobedient to parents. Disobedient to parents. Here you go. You ready? Unthankful. You know what's on that top ten of the last day's sins? Unthankfulness. Unthankfulness. I'm going to tell you, folks, that's a prevalent sin that God said would happen in the days before His return. And it's happening today. By the way, you know what you find out? Again, right before unthankfulness is listed, disobedient to parents. You know disobedient children are always unthankful children? Okay? Proud people who are in love with themselves never consider others at all. Why even thank them? Because it's all about us. It's all about you. High-minded people think others are beneath them. So why would they stoop to express gratitude? You see how all this stuff just kind of works hand in hand? By the way, folks, that's what the Bible does. Amen? It all makes sense when it comes together. So unthankfulness is a sin. Unthankfulness is specifically a sin of the last day. How about this? Unthankfulness is the first sin on the road to becoming a reprobate. Romans chapter 1, by the way, a a passage of Scripture that that a lot of preachers shy away from. If you haven't figured it out yet, you're in a Bible-preaching church. Amen? And you know what? We preach the Word around here. And if the Bible talks about it, I'm not afraid to preach it. Romans chapter 1 is the road that leads to reprobate. And again, for sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But here's the beginning of the road, verse 18. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. Wow. The beginning steps of leading to that place where the Bible says God gives them over to a reprobate mind. Their conscience gets seared. There's no more hope for them. You know what that first step is? Unthankfulness. Unthankfulness. And then we see the end of that road, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Romans chapter 1 is the overview of the demise of any civilization. By the way, think about this. How does a nation founded by Christians upon biblical principles end up in debauchery, disbelief, and wickedness, end up in modern-day America? 
How does a nation end up that way? I'll tell you, it all started with the sin of unthankfulness. By the way, that's true for a nation. That's also true for us individually. When an individual refuses to thank God for what he has and who he is, then whether he understands it or not, he's just started down a road that will lead to a reprobate life. By the way, parents, that's why it's so important we teach our kids to be thankful. Amen? By the way, it's not natural. You know what? I was born, my kids were born, just like you were born and your kids and your kids were born, in utter selfishness. Utter selfishness. You know what? You don't have to teach it. It's natural. And you know what we've got to do as parents? We've got to get that out of them. Amen? We've got to teach them to be thankful. Express that kind of gratitude. Because I'm going to tell you, folks, it's a dangerous road to walk down when folks are not thankful. Unthankfulness is the first sin on the road to becoming a reprobate. How about this? Unthankfulness is evidence that you're developing an entitlement mentality. Let me say that again. Amen. I didn't get very many amens on that one. <laughs> Unthankfulness is evidence that you are developing an entitlement mentality. Now listen to some verses I'm going to read to you here, all right? Psalms 106, verse 1. And notice the, uh, the things these verses have in common. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Psalms 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Psalms 118, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever. Psalms 136, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. And on and on I can go. Hey, you know what those verses had in common, folks? The Bible here uh, uh, tells us that thankfulness is connected with mercy. Mercy. By the way, what is mercy? Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. Amen? That's mercy. By the way, let me tell you why God can deal with us as the human race, because He does so in mercy. If you have a biblical outlook on your life, you're going to realize, folks, because if it weren't for the mercy of God, we'd all be doomed to spend an eternity in hell, because that's what we deserve. By the way, you know how to keep yourself humble before God? Look yourself in the mirror every morning when you get up and say, you know what, you dirty rascal, you deserve hell. It's true. And how to keep you humble. By the way, we don't need to keep ourselves, you know, do things to help us stay proud. We got that figured out pretty good. We need to, as Christians, do things that keep us humble. Amen? Humble. And so a proper understanding of what we deserve, contrasted against the daily blessings we receive, should create in us a humble attitude of thankfulness to God. Man, I'm going to tell you something, folks. God was so good to me this week. He was so good to me. You know what? The things God allowed me to be able to do and experience and be a part of, that's called the grace and mercy of God. And God was good to me. By the way, just the fact that we woke up in America today is something worth thanking God for. You know how many people would love to be us? You know how many people would love to wake up in the homes we woke up in this morning? Have the family we were privileged to have this morning? Eat the food we ate this week and are going to eat today? You know how many people around the world would love that? By the way, you didn't choose that. God chose that for you. I could have been born in Afghanistan. I could have been born in Iran. I could have been part of those billions of people living in China who are under a communist uh, regime. That could have been me. That could have been you. Let me tell you something, folks. You know why it's not? Because of the grace and mercy of God. Let me tell you this. Thankfulness is the result of understanding what we deserve and then looking at what we receive. When we realize as the human race what we deserve and what God gives us instead, how could you not be thankful for that? Amen? How about this? Unthankfulness 
steals blessings from those around you. Psalms uh, 100, I'll be preaching through some of this on Thursday or Tuesday night, but notice here what it says. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. By the way, thankfulness should not just affect you personally. It rubs off on those around you. Where are we to be thankful at, according to this verse? His gates and to His courts. You know what that's talking about? Where His people are at. That's what it's talking about. How about this? Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, the Apostle Paul. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Let me tell you, the, the best way to keep the right spirit in the church, folks, is that when we come to church with a thankful spirit to God, guess what? Others see it and are influenced by it. Appreciation, uh, uh, appreciation toward God then spills over to appreciation toward God's people. Then in turn, blesses others around us. Thankfulness no longer becomes just what we do. Don't miss this. It becomes who we are. By the way, we ought to be thankful people. Amen? Listen, folks, God's blessed this church with the good spirit. But you want to keep the spirit up? You know what we've got to do? We've got to be thankful people. Amen? We've got to walk in those doors and, and be thanking and praising. All right? And I get it. We all have burdens. There's people here this morning carrying burdens. God knows that. God understands that. And part of the reason we come to church is to get help with those. But you know what we ought to be doing? Being thankful for it. I don't know if many of you know this or not, but my wife is struggling with something in her foot right now, and she's trying to uh, get some help from it and some relief from it. It's pretty painful, and she was working on it last night. Uh, one of the ladies told her to roll a tennis ball on it, and so she was doing that. And uh, here's what she said to me. She says, you know what? She says, hey, at least I only have it in one foot, because if I had it in the other foot, I'd probably I'd have a hard time walking. Praise God, at least, hey, there's something for me to be thankful for. That's what she said to me. She had no idea what I was preaching on today, amen? She probably loves the fact I use it as a sermon illustration too, right? But no, listen to me, folks. Unthankfulness will steal blessings from those around you. Okay? And by the way, just because you're a Christian don't mean you're happy. I know a lot of miserable Christians. And you know what, folks? You know, truth be told, you don't have to be. The Christian is life what we choose to make it. So let me tell you what we need to do. Choose to be thankful. So here we go, all right? As I famously say, that was all the introduction, okay? You ready for the message? Let me give you the Bible principles that will help you. How do we defeat unthankfulness? How do we beat it? How do we go from unthankfulness to thankfulness? All right, here you go. Very simply. Number one, repent of the sin of unthankfulness and turn from it. You know what the answer to all of our sin is, folks? Repentance. You know what the word repentance means? It means to turn your, it means a changing of the mind, a changing of the direction. You know what we need to do when it comes to our sin of unthankfulness? We need to realize, again, as we preached earlier, that it's a sin, and then we need to repent of that sin and deal with it the way God meant for us to deal with it. Amen? By the way, we'll never defeat unthankfulness if we de- uh, insist on defending unthankfulness. By the way, you'll never defeat any sin if you always insist on defending that sin. Okay? And we're good at that, aren't we? It's the human race. Okay, oh, it's all good when the preacher's preaching on that, but what, what about when he gets in your pea patch, amen? Okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm glad I had a pastor when I was growing up who wasn't afraid of me. Was willing to stand up and preach things that may not have been convenient, but were biblical truth, and truth be told, really didn't care what people thought because he's more interested in what God thought, amen? Let me tell you, folks, when you hear that kind of preaching, whether it's on any sin, you know what the attitude ought to be? Repent. God, thank you for loving me enough to show that to me, God. Lord, I'll get that right. I'll clean that up. Where's that attitude in the church of Jesus Christ? Oh, no. You know what we do? We get offended. Oh, I'm offended. I'm offended. Let me tell you, you know what the Bible says? That great peace have they that love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. 
So if you're offended all the time, you know what that tells me? You don't have any relationship with the Word of God. Which you know what that means? As a Christian, you're carnal. Preacher, it's Sunday before Thanksgiving. Are you saying that? Oh yeah, I'm saying that. Amen? Because we all need to hear it from time to time. Do we not? So listen to me, folks. We need to repent of things when God speaks to our heart, when we hear the Word of God preached about it, not make excuses for them, not defend them, repent of them. Amen? Listen, unthankfulness is a sin that needs to be repented from. We'll never defeat unthankfulness again if all we're doing is trying to justify it. By the way, think about this. To be unthankful is to be unholy. It, it, it identifies our lack of appreciation. It's a sin against God and men. So you know what we must do? Confess and forsake it. Amen? By the way, thank goodness God makes provision for our sin. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you thankful, folks? The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. That's past sin, present sin, future sin. You know what we've got to do? Confess. That's what the Bible says. Amen? If we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God wants for us to know that we're sinners. We confess it. to. By the way, guess what? Aren't you thankful for this? You don't have to go through a person to get to God. Amen. Hey, listen, folks, I'm not your priest. Okay? I don't, uh, you know, uh, dress, uh, dress like a mother and make you call me father. Okay? All right? That's not who I am. All right? By the way, you know who your priest is? You have one. You know what his name is? Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says he's passed in the heavenlies. He's our great high priest, folks. He's the one that mediates between us and God. You don't have to go through another human being to get to God. Amen? So listen, that's why you confess your sin to God. Amen? All right? And listen, deal with it. Deal with sin. Repent of it. Repent of the sin of unthankfulness if it's in your life. Number two, how about this? Develop a habit of thanking the Lord for everything. Psalm 75, verse 1. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. For that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. Psalm 92, verse 1. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Listen, we must determine to replace our sin of ingratitude by actively thanking God for everything He brings into our life. Thank God for it. Amen? Listen, folks, a bad habit is developed and reinforced by disobedience. A good habit is developed and reinforced by obedience. Okay? I mean, listen, folks, we ought to pray exactly what the Bible says. Thank you to God for every blessing. Thank you for those around us when, when people show kindness actions toward us. Here's, here's what I say. I try to teach this to our young people. There, 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 there ought to be certain phrases that come out of your mouth often. By the way, parents, it's our job to teach these to our children. Okay? You know what? We ought to, uh, certain phrases we ought to be teaching them. Okay? Here's my famous line that I say all the time. Praise the Lord. Amen? Because by the way, if, if I'm anything, it's because of God. It's not me, it's Him. It's His grace and mercy. And I'm not saying it's wrong to pay people compliments. The Bible says that let another man praise him, not thy own lips. But you know what we ought to be doing? If someone wants to say something nice about us, first and foremost, reflect the praise back to God. Amen? Praise the Lord for that. Uh, someone was expressing appreciation to me this week, and, 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 they, and they were saying, and by the way, they, they were thanking this church for, the, for what we, we did for the folks on Wednesday night, the meal that we prepared. By the way, folks, let me tell you, you made an impact on those dear folks. Impact. My goodness. You would have thought when they walked in here and saw that meal, you would have handed them all a million dollars. It was neat to see, by the way. You know what they told me often? Please tell your people thank you. Please tell your people thank you. They were very appreciative for what you did. 
Amen? So I appreciate it. Thank you, church, for doing that. But they were, they were talking to me, and, and, and one of the ladies, she was just kind of overwhelmed, and, and she kept saying, oh, man, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. I said, ma'am, listen. I said, I appreciate what you mean, but let me just say, Jesus Christ is awesome. We're just His servants trying to love others through Him. And truth be told, that's what we're trying to do, folks. It's not really us. It's Him working through us, is it not? Amen? And so listen, make sure you say praise the Lord a lot. How about this? All right? Please. Basic manners, right? Again, it goes back to that entitlement mentality, okay? And then you know what I believe we ought to be teaching our children to say and what we ought to be saying? Thank you. Thank you. Amen? What a wonderful thing to do. So develop a habit of thanking the Lord for everything. By the way, what's the Bible say? How do you overcome evil? By the way, there's a lot of evil out there, is there not? Okay? How do you overcome that? The Bible tells us. Uh, do not be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen? Listen, folks, when there's evil present, you know how you drive that away? By replacing it with good. Amen? You know how you overcome a bad habit? By replacing it with a good habit, right? So number one, repent of the sin of unthankfulness and turn from it. Number two, develop a habit of thanking the Lord for everything. How about this? Number three, listen to music that inspires you to praise and thank the Lord. Okay, 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 50. Listen to this verse. Therefore, I will give thanks unto, unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. Ezra chapter 3, verse 11, talking about the people there that, that came back to the rebuilt temple. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because He is good, for His mercy endureth forever toward Israel. Psalm chapter 30, verse 4, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of His. Give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. And on and on I could go with verses about that. You know, in the Bible, thankfulness is strongly connected to singing. You know, many of the great hymns and courses are written as songs of praise and thankfulness to God. Hey, we sang some of them this morning, all right? I think we sang Count Your Blessings. We did, didn't we? You know what that's talking about? Giving praise to God for what He does for us. How about this song? Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. We sang that one. God is so good. Let me tell you, a lot of those hymns were written so that it would help us as Christians be thankful. By the way, the right kind of Christian music will help you maintain a thankful spirit. By the way, you know, how you, know, you know how you can tell what's the right music and what's the wrong music? Okay? Does it minister to your spirit? Does it minister to your flesh? If you're listening to music, you know, that makes you want to, your body move and all this and all that happen, that's ministering to the flesh, not the spirit. Okay? And we need to be listening to things that minister to our spirit. That's why as long as I'm the pastor here, there's not going to be a rock band up on this platform ever. Amen. Ever. You know why? Because that's the worldly, fleshly music that pleases the flesh. I have zero interest in lifting up the flesh in this church. We're going to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? And we're going to have the kind of music that lifts Him up. You know why there's such a sweet spirit in this room this morning? Part of it was because of that song service we experienced. Singing praise to God. I don't know what you all were feeling when, I was, when we were up here singing. Let me tell you, I was feeling something, amen? I was feeling it. I was feeling the Spirit move and moan. You know why? Because we were praising God, lifting God up. Amen? That's what the right kind of music will do, by the way. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not preaching totally on that this morning. And uh, one of these days I'm going to do a Bible study on it if, if you want to hear what the Bible has to say. By the way, the Bible mentions music over 500 times. And if God makes reference to something that many times, He's got an opinion on it, by the way. By the way, God has an opinion on everything. 
Sure he does. All right? We have opinions on everything, do we not? All right? God sure does. And uh, God has some important things to say about it. And that's why we need to make sure that we have the right music because the right music will pull you closer to God, not away from God. By the way, very interesting. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on. All right? Remember Saul when he, the Bible says that he was troubled by an evil spirit? Okay? You know what he did to make that evil spirit flee? He called David in. What did David do? He played the right kind of music. And the Bible says that when David played that music, the evil spirit fled, right? So think about this for a minute. If the right kind of music makes the evil spirits flee, what do you think the wrong kind of music does? It's a magnet for them. You know why some people are depressed all the time? They listen to depressing music. Listen, folks, if all I listened to was, you know, my truck getting repossessed, my dog dying, my wife leaving me, I'd be pretty depressed too. I mean, if all I listened to was things about, you know, glorifying the flesh, fornication, drugs, and all that wicked stuff that the world music's all about, I'd be pretty depressed too. Okay? But you know what I choose to do? Listen to the right kind of music because it, it, it lifts up my spirit, not my flesh. Amen? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Amen? We, we sang it this morning. For His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. So you want to develop a spirit of thankfulness? Listen to music that inspires you to praise and thank the Lord. How about this number four? Stop and give thanks before every meal. Okay? By the way, guess who set that pattern for us? Jesus did. Matthew chapter 15, and He took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and break them and gave to His disciples and the disciples to the multitude. John 6 verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves and we had given thanks. He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise to the fishes as much as they would. Listen, folks, aren't you glad God provided our needs this week? You know why we ate as good as we did? Because God allowed us to. That's why. By the way, you realize how fragile that is? Realize it wouldn't take much and all that could go away? Every time I sit down to a meal like we're all going to eat today, here's what I think to myself. Sometimes I say this out loud. I said, I wonder if there's ever come a day in America where we'll only remember thinking about eating like we're eating today. Could be, I don't know. I'm not a doom and gloomer. I'm not saying it's going to. I hope it doesn't, but it could. And so you know what, folks? If God's provided for your needs that day, give Him thanks, amen? Amen. By the way, guess who gave you the physical strength to go out and work and the middle capacity to learn the skill and you have the ability to go out and earn a wage? You know who gave that to you? God gave that to you. By the way, not everybody has that ability. Right? And so if you have it, be thankful for it. Amen? God has blessed our country with an abundance of food. Folks, we probably throw away more food than some countries in this world have. I, I can't believe how wasteful we are as Americans. Unbelievable. I mean, you go to a buffet. I'm not a super big fan of buffets, but you go to a buffet, and uh, you know, I can't believe how much people waste things. You know, that, that's, a, that's the American mentality, right? Because we're used to abundance. So you know what we ought to be doing before we partake of a meal? Stop and give thanks. Right? By the way, you know what? I, I actually don't shy away from this. I love in public praying, saying the name of Jesus Christ. I don't jump on the table and hop up and, Oh, dear God, thank you for this great bounty today. You know, I don't do that. But I sure don't do this. Here, Jesus, thank you for this. Amen. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what I gladly, unashamedly do? We will bow our heads. Lord, thank you for this day. God, thank you for allowing us to eat here today. By the way, sometimes I'll start praying the gospel. Hey, Lord, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, we sure do love you. We sure do thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I like saying Jesus' name in public. It makes people nervous. 
And I like making people nervous. Amen? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I say about my beard. My favorite reason for having my beard because it makes certain preachers nervous. Amen? <laughs> you know? But no, listen to me, folks. Give thanks before every meal. You know what this practice also ensures that? At least three times a day, thankfulness is scheduled into our lives. Never forget there's millions of people around the world who are not as blessed as we are. Be thankful for it. Then last of all, number five, we'll close with this one. Begin today to verbally express your thankfulness to everyone who does something for you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. 1 Thessalonians 3, 9, For what thanks can we render to God again for you and for all the joy wherewith we joy for your thanks before our God? Not only should we be thankful to God, we should express our appreciation to those around us. A thankful spirit notices and acknowledges the little things people do. Amen? I mean, I, I just try to make it a habit when, when, I, when I talk to people, interact with people. I always try to say, hey, I appreciate what you did. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate your work. I appreciate, you know, this. I appreciate that. Let me tell you something, folks. That will just be a habit we get into. Now, remember, expressing thankfulness sets you apart from the crowd. Ten lepers were healed. Only one returned to express thanks. So guess what, folks? Let's be part of the elite 10% of the human race. And be thankful people. Let's pray. Lord.